Let's pray. Heavenly Father, may these words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts, be acceptable in your sight, you who are our strength, our rock, our redeemer. Amen. Well, the, the general theme that I've put together for our Lenten service is, is, is uh, understanding the cross. And below that, the caption, this is why he came. And so each week we'll take a look at a different facet of understanding the cross. Tonight really it backs up to understanding who he is. Now because of weather related things, things are going to get just a little bit out of order. The next in the series that I put together was understanding the plan. But I'm gone next week. And so we'll do the understanding the plan the following week. Pastor Paul will be here next week. And he'll be sharing with what happens when you don't understand the plan. I think you can see how things got just a little topsy-turvy there because of our weather cancellation last, last week. But nonetheless, the Lord will make something good come from it, I'm sure. Okay. And so tonight, it's really understanding who he is. And once more, I'd like to read the gospel lesson for tonight. Once, when Jesus was praying in private and his disciples were with him, he asked them, Who do the crowds say I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, still others, one of, one of the prophets of long ago has come back to life. But what about you? he asked. Who do you say I am? Peter answered, The Christ of God. Jesus strictly warned them not to tell anyone this. And he said, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Let's just simply understand this. None of what Jesus said in those moments means anything if he is not who he says he is. I mean, both his life and his death, they accomplish absolutely nothing if he isn't the Christ. And you can carry that forward to today and to this present time. None of what you've just heard should mean anything to you if Jesus is not the Messiah. If it does mean something to you, I simply have to say this to you, that if he isn't the Christ, your trust in him, your faith in him, it's misplaced. And it's not going to get you anywhere. This is what I came to do. Jesus' question to his disciples about who he was came just before the very first time that Jesus clearly announced to his disciples what he was going to do. The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. This is what I came to do. So what was it exactly up to this point that Jesus had done to give Peter and the other disciples such a clear understanding and such a firm conviction of who he was, that they both knew and believed that Jesus was the Messiah. Again, let me just say, 
if he wasn't the Messiah, what he was about to do would be of no consequence whatsoever. Well, just going on the evidence that Luke provides us in his gospel, here's what they had to go on. Here's why Peter, on behalf of the other disciples, answered as he did. You are the Christ of God. For one, they had all the facts of the birth of Jesus. You know Luke's account of the birth. They understood the significance of Bethlehem. They understood the, the significance of the lineage, that this was from the house of, of, of David. They also had the testimony of Simeon and Anna. You know those two people who were in the temple 40 days after the birth of Jesus when Jesus was brought for the rite of purification? And both of them unabashedly said, He is the Christ. Well, moving on about 30 years in the life of Jesus, the disciples knew about the ministry of John the Baptist and how John had clearly pointed to Jesus as the one more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. They also had heard that voice from heaven at the moment of Jesus' baptism, this is my son whom I love. And they were also familiar with the genealogy of Jesus as recorded in Luke's Gospel, which follows the ancestry of Jesus all the way back to this statement that Jesus was from the son of Enosh, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. Then there came something that was quite out of the ordinary, supporting the truth of who Jesus was. This verification of Jesus' ID, ID came from his enemy, from the devil, from Satan himself. I mean, just ask yourself this. Why would Satan go through all that he went through if Jesus was not who he said he was? The only reason that Satan tempted the Jesus in the wilderness, the only reason that after tempting he waited until another opportune time was because the devil knew who he was, that this was the Christ of God. That event of the temptation of Jesus takes us up through the content of the first four chapters of Luke's Gospel. And with chapter 5, Luke begins to lay out additional proof as to who Jesus was. All of his miracles. There was the great catch of fish. What do you think of that, Duane? Yeah. Then there was the healing of the first of many lepers. And then there was that story, you know this story, of, of the man who had four friends. And this man believed, and they believed that Jesus could heal him. And so they carved out a hole in the roof, and they lowered him down, because that was the only way they could get to him. But they believed he could heal, because they believed who he was. And they weren't disappointed that day, were they? He did heal that man. 
Now this particular miracle of healing by Jesus was, was challenged by the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. Because Jesus also coupled the man's healing with forgiving him his sins. Who can forgive sins but God alone, they secretly said in their mind. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts at that moment, challenged them, which is easier to say. Your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk. And then Jesus went on to say this. Mark well his words. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. Now Luke follows that up with the teaching of Jesus and, and more miracles of healing done by Jesus, all of it laying the foundation for the disciples to know, to know who Jesus was. And then in chapter 7, you have the time when Jesus raised the young man from Nain, from the dead. And a little bit after that, Jesus calms a great storm, causing his disciples to ask, Who is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. Now let's add this to all that the disciples knew about Jesus. After raising the young man from Nain and after calming the storm, Jesus went on to raise Jairus' daughter from the dead. And on the way to raise that daughter, you remember the story of the woman who had the issue of blood for 12 years and how she secretly came up and touched his gown, believing that if she could just do that, she would be healed because she knew who he was. And she was healed. And just for good measure, Let's throw in the miraculous feeding of the 5,000 plus men and women and children with five loaves of bread and two small fish. So now you know all that the disciples of Jesus knew up to that point of Jesus asking them the question about his identity and his initial statement of this is what I came to do. And so now you are being asked the question, the question that Jesus asked his disciples. But what about you? Who do you say he is? What's your answer? It's the same as Peter's. Isn't it? You know, and, and the good news about that and the good news from that is this. What he came to do, it does rightfully mean everything. His life lived in your place means everything. His death suffered in your place means everything. It means you have a Savior, a Savior in Jesus. It means you have forgiveness in his name because he was who he said he was. No, he is who he said 
he is. And it means you do have eternal life in his name. For that's what he came to do. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.